Hello again, our lovely monster fuckers. Welcome back to a DNF happy hour. We're continuing on with the hashtag March Monster Madness with another lovable, fluffy mini break, as Bridget Jones would call it, where three best friends go on a weekend excursion to a orc nudist compound, commune, compound, whatever, in a girl's weekend by C.M. Nascosta. Nascosta. I'm probably saying it wrong, but whatever. Hashtag March Monster Madness. Welcome back to another episode of DNF Happy Hour. This is the bookish podcast where we, Mel B, and the lovely Jackie D. Hello there. Your hosts, we break down some of our craziest reads and discuss if they're ready for their screen adaptation debut. We also provide a little insight into some of the lesser known or more controversial genres and tropes out there in the bookish world. This episode, we continue discussing lovable, huggable, cuddly monster fucker romances that are are available on Kindle Unlimited. So there, if you got that, there you go. Anyways, just a warning, we record these after our main show. So we are a bit sloshed and uh, we're hashtag sorry, not sorry for whatever is about to come out of our mouth. So super not sorry. Not even a little. Let me set the scene for you. This is one of the books we pulled up when we decided that we were going to do this March Monster Madness month and then uh, do all sort of like the fluffy monster fuckers. So these are all super lighthearted. They all have a happily ever after. The characters are not super damaged in any way. They have sort of like shallow issues. And that's not to belittle anything they have, but they're just, just like it's not earth shattering. The reason I picked this up, I knew nothing about it. It's the same as the Muscles and Monsters because it has the most adorable pink cover. And it's like this, this girl putting on pantyhose and shoes and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's like Girls Weekend. I'm like, yes. So pulled it up, read it in, I want to say a day. I'm pretty sure I did not sleep on this book. So I finished it and it was not what I expected. There's so many like little twists and turns and the author flipping around what you think's going to happen. It's such a clever little romance book. And the monster fuckers in this are also monsters for all intents and purposes, I should say. Because they are fae. No, not fae. They are... What are they? Uh, elves. Elves. I fucking love this book. So stinking cute. And the three girls that are in it, the three best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of cool because they're not like, they're close, but they're not the closest. They have the one coworker that they bring that they're like friendly with in the workshop, but they kind of make fun of her in the beginning because she's sort of uptight. And then the, I guess you could call her the main character because she starts the book. And I think she has a little bit more beef in it than the rest of them. L'Oreal? Yeah. Yeah. She's friends with the slutty best friend, which we're going to get into. But 
not like super close because she just got out of a bad relationship. So she's not a typical party girl. So they're not like ride or die besties, but they're, they're good, good friends. So the three of them all seeking very, very different things go on this adventure. I finished it quickly. Jackie read it not too long after. It's such a quick read, but this is what we're going to do in this show. I'm setting the scene. We're fucking winging it. All right. We've been so busy the last couple weeks that we're going to talk about a book that we read, I want to say, like almost a month ago. Yeah. And we read so much that it's like, we'll give it five stars. And five minutes later, we're like, who? What what book? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I'm like the main character and Jackie just has this like dead stare. And then she goes, L'Oreal? I'm like, yes, yes, that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, so if you go to Goodreads or Kindle Unlimited and want to read the synopsis of this story, the overview, this is what you get. A weekend with friends, fun in the sun, and huge naked orcs. What could be better? That's what three suburban elves think when they book a trip to an orc nudist resort, well known for its libidinous residents and hedonistic parties. The plan is to sample the DTF locals. And if nobody understands what it's down to fuck. DTF locals, and work on their tans, not catching feelings. Confident Reese is single and ready to mingle. Insecure Luriel is open to adventure, but has her reservations. And Silva, well, poor Silva was tricked into the trip in the first place. When Luriel meets a syrupy-voiced gentleman who seems interested in more than just a weekend fling, she finds sticking to the plan is easier said than done. From a public bathhouse to a back alley pub, the trip has unintended consequences on the lives of the three work friends and the orcs they meet. Can a weekend of no string sex actually end in love? Hmm. All right, genres and tropes. Let's get into this because this one's interesting to me. So it is a, it's a romance. It's sort of a rom-com a little bit, not your traditional. It's obviously a monster fucker. But I get a huge feeling that this is a prime example of what used to be called chick lit. Chick lit is like your Bridget Jones diary, your um, The Devil Wears Prada, those type of books. And the definition, if we're going to get into it, is it's a term used to describe a type of popular fiction targeted at younger women. Widely used in the 1990s and 2000s, the term has fallen out of fashion with publishers, while writers and critics have rejected its inherent sexism. We go, well, what do we call it then? Well, we call it light women's fiction or women's funny women's fiction. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I fucking like chiclet. I would yeah. rather just, because it sounds like chiclet if you say it fast. Yeah. Chiclet. But it's chick-lit. I like it. Yeah. It flows off the tongue better than funny women's romance. It sounds fucking stupid. Yep. So if you are that sensitive that you think a term called chick-lit is sexist, maybe, maybe just own it. Or don't. You know, whatever. If it offends you, call it funny women's literature. There you go. Or light. Light women's literature trope we have in this book is actually i think something that's really common in these rom-coms uh the chick lit type and that is your uh horny best friend or your slutty best friend trope 
Love it. So I found this article uh, from Glamour.com that's talking about this trope in basically all forms of media that you are considered rom-coms. And I love this little section in the article. It goes, the horny best friend is one of the great archetypes in romantic comedies, a hallmark of the genre, like emotionally transformative karaoke performances and running through the airport. Her goal isn't to get married. It's to get off. Love it. Yep. So I, there's always, I think when you're romance as well, even in like the more serious and darker romances that uh, kind of focus on like a group of friends, especially female friends, there's always that one that is like, I'm never getting married. I don't do this. I just get, I just want to get off. You know, I just, I'm fuck. I'm not getting married. Like I can't, I'm, I'm focusing on my career. And I think they use that to counterweight the, you know, slut shaming that mm-hmm. they think people are going to do the character. Like she's successful. She's a lawyer. She's the youngest lawyer ever in Boston. She's only 18. She passed the bar already. Like they, <laughs> they do that. It's so stupid. It's like you, there's, there's no relationship between the two things. A woman being successful, professional, um, a hustler, like, uh, like just a boss bitch, even though I don't, I don't really like that term. There's no relation to from that to her sexual appetite for lack of a better word because they you can have a housewife that is just as slutty yeah it it makes no difference so you going oh she's slut but she's a lawyer or she's a doctor it fucking means nothing and i think you're actually causing more uh sexism and trauma on this uh for women in general oh definitely because you're like oh because now, like, I don't know if you've seen this, Jackie, but I feel like there's almost a stigma now on professional or powerful women that don't necessarily get married or settle down earlier in life. You know, they're maybe they settle down when they're 40 and they get married and have babies where they're like, oh, she's like a slut or she's just a, a man eater. When I was in basic training. Female drill sergeant called all of us females in the platoon into an office or a conference room or something in pairs, obviously, because, you know, Mm. can never be anywhere by yourself in basic training. Unacceptable. And told us that as females in the military, we would fall into one of three categories. Mm -hmm. We would either be seen as a slut, a bitch, or a lesbian. (laughs) And I honestly think that Women in general, especially successful women, mm-hmm. still get grouped into one of those three categories, regardless yeah. of what their personal life is like. If you are successful, especially now, it's you're either a, a bitch or you're a slut. Yeah. Or lesbians. I mean, Jackie and I just experienced this recently. Yeah. We go and visit our friend James, the bartender at his bar. And we usually go by, you know, just the two of us. And we chit-chat with the people around us. There are a lot of regulars and stuff that go in. And once I, Jackie went down to Florida, and I went in by myself to see James, just like, hey. And uh, they're like, well, where's uh, where's Jackie? I'm like, well, she's down in Florida with, you know, visiting her husband and her daughter to, you know, she's not working with us right now. And I go, oh, 
<laughs> so I look at them, kind of staring, like, what? Oh. They're like, oh, I think. And he he legit turns to, like, the rest of the guys at the counter. And mind you, these are, like, anywhere from, like, mid-40s to, like, early-60s type gentlemen. These aren't, like, young guys who are like, oh, my God, we always saw you, so we just thought you were lesbians. No. These are older men that we've talked to on a regular basis that they're like, oh, we just assumed like you guys were together, you know, like a couple, <laughs> which, and then they go, which is totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just been like, of course it is. <laughs> no, what I should have done has been like plot twist, like we're sister wives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. So like, stop. I don't know where we got off on this tangent, but you authors that are writing these the the horny best friend or the slutty best friend, like she can be a waitress too, all right? It's totally fine. She could just not have a job. Like she could be living off daddy's money. I don't care. It has nothing to do with her career. Stop making it such a, a like a hard fucking point for you to be like she's like a brain scientist or whatever, but <laughs> And she's super young. She got her doctorate at 19. Like, stop. We don't need it. Yeah. Jack, are you ready to do some reviews? Of course. Well, first off, it is a 3.87 out of 5 on Goodreads. It only has uh, about 3,670-ish reviews, which is, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of low. It's kind of low, but well, that's I guess ra- for- that's ratings. Reviews is only 625. Yeah. But we're in that, again, we're in that sort of genre trope world where it doesn't always settle right for people. So we get it. We get Mm -hmm. it. Or I think we picked a lot of books that I don't think a lot of people are even aware of. Yeah. They're sort of like indie and self-published and and nobody knows they exist, which is why on the social medias, you should be sharing if you read it. And you should be reviewing it. It helps. If you like it, review it. Mm -hmm. All right, Jackie, what's your first five? Is this a book about elves and orcs orcs fucking? Yeah, absolutely. It is also about complicated relationships and familial expectations. Also, yes. Is this book about the difficulties that people from different cultures and backgrounds can face when they begin a relationship with each other? Also, yes. Is the sex super hot? All caps. Fuck yes. (laughs) I know this is a book about orcs and fae and elves and mystical creatures, but I felt a solid connection to Luriel. Her journey spoke to me. Sometimes when you've been made to feel like you aren't worth anything, accepting that a person can see you as being worth everything is a real fucking struggle. This is why I love her book so much. She takes the mundane and makes it magical somehow. And I will read any fucking thing she writes. <laughs> I think this person. Period. Yeah, I think this person just puts us to shame with the use of the word fuck. Yeah, they're. Yeah, they use it a lot in yeah. that short amount. Good for you. We support it. Yeah. I'm going for the most popular five star review on here. And I, I get why it is the top liked comment says five hitting the sweet spot stars (laughs) a girl's weekend like no other one guaranteed to make you blush how this author manages to make the elvish feel like real modern day girls like you and i is remarkable 
three interwoven stories of sexual escapades at a nudist orc commune was downright fun and naughty. <laughs> this, so this is a quote from the book. You're never going to get to see this much uncovered cock anywhere at home. But I'm not going home without sampling the local goods, preferably buffet style. <laughs> These work colleagues embark on a weekend away. Although three very different personalities, L'Oreal, Reese, and Silva have one common goal, to dust off the cobwebs and enjoy the sizable orcs who willingly partake in the shenanigans with the tourists. There's another quote from the book, two, two quotes from the books. You know, when you put it that way, I'm not sure I want to be spit roasted all weekend either. <laughs> spit roasted. I just want, I'm not going to explain it in great detail, but I just want you to think about like if you've ever gone to a luau or um, like a pig roast and just look at, just imagine how the pig is being roasted in that position and what is going in either end or a that rotisserie chicken a rotisserie mm. chicken too yeah and anything that is like speared and then yes think of that spit roasted she doesn't want to do that all weekend she doesn't say she doesn't want to do it just not all weekend yeah. and then the last quote of course you do, Reese assured decisively. We both do. That's the point. The men around here are trash. Dating is a punishment, and we want to get laid. Respect, girl. Respect. Yeah. Absolutely. So it goes, yet away on this lustful retreat, some seriously sweet romances evolve. Believe me when I say that C.M. Nascosta? I fucking say it wrong knows how to weave an interspecies tale that becomes so much more than a sex fest. Each character was unique and memorable. The male heroes, delectable, and the sex scenes, frostworthy. My love affair with this author has been sealed. Solid. Um, it's a three out of five. Mm -hmm. I feel the need to say that uh, this is a review by uh, an individual named Howard. Oh my God, I was looking at that one. Uh, this was for the audiobook, uh, mm -hmm. but he says, my wife recommended this one for me. I think it was a cute story, but it just wasn't quite for me. But I think I can see why my wife enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he finished it, respect Howard. Yeah. Respect. I like Howard. All right. I'm going to root. This is by Leo. Three stars. I'm going to read it once and then I want us to dissect this together. Okay. Three stars. I like the ideas of this story and characters and was quite disappointed that my book app didn't have book two. Decent romance, but wanted more of it. <laughs> are you reviewing your book app or are you reviewing the book? <laughs> Sounds Leo. more like the, the app. <laughs> Please do better. Please do better. <laughs> I was like, I like the ideas of this story and characters and was quite dis like you, your connectors, you need, first of all, you need some punctuation, but also understand that if you're using the word end, it means that the verb or the adverb that you're using, they all are related. This is not that you have just had two similars and one absolute contrast with your ends, but you know, whatever we got it. It's fine. Do better. <laughs> uh, okay. 
So this is kind of a lengthy one out of five. Wow. How mad is this author at her mother? So mad. Societal pressure to be thin? Your mom's fault. Societal pressure to marry someone from your same race and social class? Your mom's fault. Your insecurities? Your mom's fault. What about dads? Absolutely blameless. (laughs) To be clear, mothers are off stage for the entire book, save one brief mention near the end. That doesn't stop multiple characters from thinking angry thoughts about their mothers repeatedly throughout. Aside from that, there's a horrible setup at the start of the book where a young, apparently straight-laced woman is thrilled to be invited by new friends to a fun weekend away. The, quote, friends, end quote, all caps here, do not warn her it's an orgy weekend at a male nudist camp, so she is not expecting full frontal male nudity as they arrive, nor is she expecting that every night her friends will abandon her to chase dick. That's a friendship betrayal, and it reeks of lack of consent. Lastly, with eye-watering hypocrisy, this is the second novella by this author where, despite bemoaning how societal society pressures women into being thin, she rigorously enforces male beauty stereotypes. To be attractive, he must be so tall that a typical height woman can lay her head on his chest. He should also be muscular and generously endowed. So short men, fat men, and trans men, among others, are not appealing, I guess. Why is she bringing up trans men? I don't know. Because trans men don't have a penis? Yeah, she says well endowed. So why don't you just say micro penises? Like, not trans. Like, there's nothing to say that a trans man has a small dick. Yeah. At all. And also, someone, a woman not being attracted to a trans individual, that is a personal right. Yeah. And also, who's to say that that trans individual, like, why are you bringing them into this? They have nothing to do with what you're complaining about. Yeah. Leave them alone. Yep. All right. This is by Ashley. One out of five. Blah. This book was boring. I really dislike the structure in which it was written constantly jumping between the characters different perspectives usually i wouldn't dislike it but uh, usually i wouldn't dislike it that but (laughs) there was just no fluidity in the storyline i wouldn't recommend uh, insecure women no depth in any of the okay insecure women no depth in any of the characters no interesting plot so she doesn't like it because they have insecure women like it's really just the one. I thought there the, was plenty of depth in the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's depth. They have lots of depth. We were just talking about all their mommy issues. Yeah. But why is why is it because there's insecure women? Like, do you have an issue with insecure women? Like, it should be about the fact that what makes them insecure, not the fact that they are insecure. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be... Cre- <sighs> do better. It's okay, Mel. Do absolutely be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just going to say this is probably why you have one follower. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part now where we go ahead and try to adapt this book to see if it's it's screen ready or screen adaptable. 
Yes. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into the, the casting first. So this is the question I have for you, Jackie. Which was your favorite character and who needs to play them for you to even start considering watching this? Okay. I'm going to go with Tate, who is Silva's love interest. Mm. He seems kind of sketch to everybody except for Silva. Mm-hmm. And my pick to play him is Colin O'Donohue, who played Captain Hook in Once Upon a Time. He's very nice. He's so nice. His eyes. Tall, dark, was, handsome. Just, now I just like paint him a little green mm-hmm. and give him some fangs Yeah, and some ears. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. Yep. I'm down for it. 100%. What about you, Mel? I'm going to go with Silva. Because I feel like their story was the most interesting. Yeah, so we have There's a There's just a now. lot going on. Yeah. Oh. So Silva is the quote-unquote stuffy, stuck, not stuck up. She's She seems like she's very sheltered. Straight-laced. Um, Straight-laced, yeah. I want to say something about the review that you read. Mm-hmm. The one star about Silva, how they sort of tricked her into going yeah. when somebody else dropped out. Even though it's like a angry rant, I actually support it because here's my thought. <laughs> Last night took Jackie somewhere. <laughs> she didn't. She did. It was a male review. Uh, there is. There's men. Lots of them. Uh, I. And the only reason I agreed to go when another friend invited is because I was like, oh, my God, Jackie's going to be here. I'm taking her. I'm not telling her where because I all I want to do is see her face for the entirety show. I don't even think I was looking at the men. I was looking at Jackie's <laughs> face. And apparently other people were looking at me because I don't actually know that I'm doing this, but I make commentary all the time. <laughs> So this, like, when we get on the podcast to do this, it's really not an act or entirely scripted. It's really just me comment. It, 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 it just comes out of nowhere, okay? So apparently the other women around us were hysterical because I'm making commentary. I'm cracking up at Jackie's face, and they're cracking up at me. It was a chain reaction of funny. Yeah. So, but the thing is, Jackie and I are best friends. Best friends. I understand Jackie. So I was not doing anything that I knew was going to offend, uh, injure emotionally, um, traumatize her, nothing like that. But that's like, if it was, okay, if I were going to an orc nudist resort, I don't think I would bring Jackie without her knowing. As much as she talks about she likes some orc D, I don't actually think... That translates into reality. No. So I would tell her, and she'd be like, oh my God, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And I'd be like, I'm telling you, I'm giving you warning, but we are going. (laughs) So you need to mentally get your shit together. (laughs) But I would not take her without her knowing. So that is best friends. Yeah. If Jackie was just some bitch I knew at work and was like, oh my God, we have an extra ticket. We need to bring someone. No. No, you can like bring it up, maybe not at work, because I feel like that's inappropriate and not, you know, safe for work talk. 
but like a little text like hey would this be something or maybe like hey we're going to this nudist retreat blah 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 blah. maybe give it some good talking points and then ask if they'd like like hey we have an extra ticket that that's okay to a point and if they say fuck no then you know right now like where a line is Mm -hmm. so you'll never cross it again but i do agree that what they did to her even though it turned out very well for her um you kind of find out she's the fucking freakiest of them all it's still not it's not appropriate so i agree well one of the things about that review and then i'll let you get to um who you cast um but it says screams lack of consent yes Mm -hmm. putting her in that situation like taking her to the nudist colony that without her consent like not being totally upfront with her yes i will get behind that but when you say lack of consent that implies sex obviously well this is a very sexual environment however she did not have to enter into that relationship if she didn't want to and they were all about consent oh no no she's talking about the lack of consent between the friends yeah i know i know but when you use that phrase yeah if you just say lack of consent or no consent people's brains automatically go to the act of sex oh okay i see what you're saying yeah yeah so we agree that it is a lack of consent between the friends but it's not a trigger warning in the sense that there's any sort of non-consensual sexual activity going on in this book ever yeah and i i think that the reviewer should have just left it at a friend betrayal something yeah, yeah. but i get i get the the lack of because it's we get it it is it absolutely is that is like you shouldn't do that to anyone i mean i would do it to jackie but i would prepare her before yeah. we go like she's still fucking going but she's gonna know about it even if she says no i'll bring more books with me to read yeah in the corner. Yeah, that's fine. Watch, Jack, you'll be the one that gets the luckiest. Mm-mm. This is how it'll work. All right, casting. <laughs> Back on track. Yep. I'm going for Sophie Turner. Okay. From Game of Thrones, Sansa. Because she is older now. And also, she's she's tall. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be tall and lithe. And she is that. And she's also, like, really quirky and funny. Like, I've watched interviews with her. Like, her personality is that. So I feel like that side of Silva and very proper side, she could do perfectly, mm-hmm. right? But then the freaky part, I also feel like Sophie Turner is yes. a freak. Yes. She married a Jonas brother mm-hmm. and had a baby with him. So that automatically puts you in the freak corner for me. <laughs> so Sophie Turner. Yep. All right. Sophie Turner and uh, Hook have agreed to sign on this contract. They're going to do it. They like they like it. There's actually like already instant chemistry be- between them. They're ready to go. Wh- who is going to pick this up and what is it going to be made into? Are we talking like big production company and a movie or like a Netflix straight to miniseries? Like what, what are we doing? I think this could go either way. It could either be a movie or a miniseries limited series, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much detail you want to pull from the book. Either way, I think that this would get picked up by Hulu. Hulu, yeah. Or maybe Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Yeah. Amazonia. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I think uh, Jackie and I seem to be a little bit at odds here because I, I can see how this would go. You could make it into the series. You could go deeper. You can put more. It kind of gives me that Sex in the City shenanigans vibe. Mm-hmm. But also, like, Sex in the City, like, it's there's something new every fucking episode, right? This, I feel like we could do a, a movie maybe an hour and 45 minute movie and just cover all the main points because there is a second book. So I think you could also just have the second book be a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can do that thing that they love to do where they pick and choose from each book, what goes into a movie. So you're just fucking confused the whole time if you haven't read both books. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to go with movie and I'm going to say Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking like funny, quirky, not the greatest production value. <laughs> it's one of those things that show up on the the Netflix version of For You. Uh, yes. It's just, based on what you've watched, I'm like, I've never watched anything with elves, orcs, fae, or anything like that. Like, where are you getting this from? I think that they all feed into each other. So Netflix is tapping into our Kindle reads. That's Probably. what I think's happening. Yeah. Or our purchases. Yep. Because I'm telling you right now, the first book, we had an episode on this. If you haven't listened to it, go fucking listen to it. Den of Vipers, it's our first, because that is the book that legit got us back into reading. And it was all accident. Yeah. We did not know what that was. Just everyone on TikTok slash BookTok was like, oh my God, it's so great. It's the best book ever. And I was like, that's a really pretty cover. I'm, I'm kind of interested. And I ordered it. It got here the next day. And then 500 something page later, I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I had ne- I have never, at that point, I had never read a reverse harem in all my life. I didn't even know what a reverse harem was. I mean, yeah. I can deduce from the words because I'm smart, uh, but- I'm like, what is, why are there four of them? Where are they going to put it all? Um, and then, again, other question was, why, how is she not pregnant? Um, yeah. But that was our foyer into the reading world. So go listen to it. Thank you. But that's what I'm saying. I think Netflix and Hulu, and like they're all feeding into our Kindle reads and the books that we buy. Probably. Because after I bought Den of Vipers, I, <laughs> I cannot even express how much smut Amazon was throwing at me after that. <laughs> it was overwhelming. I needed pearls. <laughs> to clutch them. <laughs> All right. So we got Hulu and uh, Netflix competing over this. One wants to make it a mini series. One wants to make it a movie. But we still have Sophie Turner and Hook. What scene needs to be in there? For you to watch it. If it's not there, it's a no-go. It's a non-starter. Okay. First of all, I said movie or series. So mm-hmm. I would just like to throw that out there. I could be open to both. The scene that I would absolutely have to have for me to watch it is after the crazy night that Silva has with um, Tate and what's-her-face? And Silva is oh, yeah. on a downward, downward spiral because... She's like, well, this is it. That was just fun and games. And yeah, she thought it was like a wham, bam. Yeah. Not you, ma'am. And then her interaction with him proves it was the total opposite. Yeah. Such a sweetheart. Yeah. 
but I felt that too. I yeah. almost started crying. Yeah. I was like, there's no fucking way. I was about to climb into that book and go throw hands with a fictional orc elf fae yeah. guy. Yep. Throw fucking hands. All right. I need this scene. So we have Reese. That's the the other friend. The one that's the slutty, horny best friend trope. She is trying desperately to get laid. But it's crowded. There's lots of other women there that she's competing with. She's trying so hard. It's not happening. But then that there's one night where she's like, no, it's going to happen. And she is just running out there full speed, throwing bits and pieces at any guy she can come across. And she finally gets spit roasted. <laughs> and then she's like so eager for it. And then... What I really want to see is just her walking away like, mm, I'm, you know what? No. And then <laughs> it's it's like, I don't want to see the spit roasting per se or even the lead up to it because she has this sort of manic energy. I want to see really the aftermath of the, yeah, men fucking, they're awful. I hate them. And she walks around and she's like, she gets to the room and she's like, besties, like, let's go. Let's go do something. And there's nobody there. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? That's what I want to see. So I, I need to say this. Maybe it's because we read Orc Sworn before this, but mm. she's talking about orcs in the book and having their way with other creatures and stuff like that. Yeah. All I could think of was it's an orc nudist colony. There has to be absolute lakes of semen, orc seed everywhere. <laughs> everywhere so much i think they do they make a comment about that in the book like i think no i think it's a comment about like there's just all a bunch of used condoms like everywhere probably littering the ground yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're just like in a lake of cum there there is not a condom big enough for (laughs) for that amount of orc seed no, it would it would just break him. Well, yeah, this is a fictional fantasy world, Jackie. We don't know what their condoms. Well, might these be are like. obviously not the same orcs as in Finley Fens no. orc sworn series. Yeah. Which do you prefer, these orcs or the orc sworn? <clears throat> I I'd have to go with these orcs just because it goes back <gasps> to my my total lack of uh, appreciation. I would say for the control factor. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like, go sleep, woman. No, I don't want to. Now I will never sleep. (laughs) Ever. I will fucking die on this hill. (laughs) And maybe quite literally. (laughs) From like Okay. Moment of truth. If this all happens, are you going to watch it? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. 100%. Yeah, I'm there. I might not be as invested in some of the other ones that we've done where I'm like, I'm waiting to be on the casting call kind of deal as an extra. But I'm also not, like, going to forget about it. Yeah. Well, so this is one of those things where most things get released on Tuesdays, right? Uh-huh. Weekend rolls around. We're hanging out. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was released on Tuesday. Yep. But it's hey, going to be within the first week. Yeah. What, what are you doing tomorrow? Saturday brunch? Then, you know, watch this? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm there. And then we wait patiently for the second one to be made. Yes. <laughs> Okay, let's review what we've learned. So we have this genre, and it's the chick lit. 
But Jackie, what do we call it now? Um, something stupid about like funny female literature or some stupid shit. <laughs> funny women's literature. We always okay. use women. Sorry, women. Because apparently using any other form to describe females in general uh, is uh, sexist. <laughs> because saying that a woman is a chick is sexist. Was saying a woman is a female is sexist as well? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm saying any of the of the okay. the female variety of any type. Okay. Calling them anything but a woman is sexist. Dumb. I'm gonna disagree, and I'm gonna say sometimes it's okay to let something have a funny name. That and uh, we can take ownership of that term, much like yeah. we took ownership of bitch, as in yeah. boss bitch, boss bitch. Take ownership of it. It's ours. You can't use it against us. Yep. I can talk about my mama, but you can't. Yep. So, a.k.a. women's rights. Yeah. All right, the troop. We have the horny slash slutty best friend. Who is that for you, Jackie, in your media world? Book, show, movie, whatever. Who's the, the horny best friend? Yeah. Like... What's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Hmm. Anything Amy Schumer does. Anything Amy? Oh, like Trainwreck? Yeah. But she's the main. She's usually the main person. Yeah, but the character she plays is typically. Yeah, yeah, but she's not. It has to. It, for this trope, they have to be the side, the friend. <sighs> okay. Side character. <sighs> Give me a minute. All right. While she's thinking about it, I'm going to pick Samantha from sex in the city yeah because she i think the way they wrote her was so deep but also extremely shallow at the same time and and made it like the rest of her friends are going crazy trying to marry a man stay with a man attract a man and she is just living her best life because she is successful on her own, self-sufficient. She's just unbothered. That's the way you connect those two of these successful, unbothered, sexual woman. Jackie, it's your turn. You gotta you gotta pick one. Judy Greer. Judy Greer? Yeah. What's that from? So she was in 13 Going on 30. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. She normally plays that backup character supporting actress whatever to the main female lead and she usually has good quips and stuff like that she's not necessarily like slutty best friend she's definitely like the misunderstood one (laughs) all right close enough jackie we're gonna have to work on your on your romances with the the horny best friend we're gonna, we're, this is why we do this. We want to teach you about the tropes and what they are. It's okay. We're not all perfect and smart like me. But well, I know, we'll I know there. what it is. It's just I can't. You put me on the spot like that. I can't think of it. Oh, it's my fault now. No. Okay. Of course not. It's my brain's fault. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening yet again. The fact that you continue to listen to us is really just remarkable. Because we are ridiculous. So, we appreciate you. 
we will continue with the hashtag March Monster Madness. Uh, next is that time I got drunk and saved the demon. The funniest. That's one of the first, like, I think that might actually have been one of the first sort of monster romances or monster yeah. fuckers that I've read. Yeah. I've read some darker slash like vampire stuff, but this was like, because there's some weird shit going on in this book, but it is hilarious. That is going to be the next one that we're doing. If you're listening to this show, I, I want to assume that you know that we have another show, which is Read, Watch, or DNF. It's our big main, more serious. No, that's a fucking joke. It's not serious. But that is the podcast where we go in and dissect. Not really. We go in and talk about book to screen adaptations and we swap turns like who reads and who watches first and we see like if it affects anything that we say about it but if you don't read watch or dnf that's our main show you can go there listen to those see if uh if it does anything for you if not that's totally fine just stay here stay here on dnf happy hour we love it okay and also listen to some of our, our other episodes some interesting we got some den of vipers we got the orc sworn series that we were talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at some of our other fluffy monster fuckers that we've done. Ice Planet Barbarians. And also follow us on Twitter at ReadWatchDNF. Because shit's getting real there. And we do love a good giveaway. And we're just trendsetting, Jackie. Yep. We really are. We got, we got just working on that oatmeal trend, which is giving me life. And uh, giveaways. Everyone's just so great on the book tweet. All right, but again, love y'all. Listen to us. Uh, But until the next episode, I guess stay smutty. Uh, Bye. Bye.